Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. I was a little worried that my favorite spy and art restorer, Gabriel Alan, wouldn't be back fast enough for me. But thank goodness he apparently was no longer going to be dealing with Israeli intelligence. He was going to be like an, a real person walking his kids to school in Venice. But I knew that with author Daniel Silver, he couldn't just bop around Venice. It, it wasn't going to work. So in this new book, Portrait of an Unknown Woman, Gabriel does something different. I mean, this book takes us into another world. We're not dealing necessarily with Chinese spies, the Middle East that much. We're dealing with another very dark world, the world of art. And I know you love music. Everyone who reads you knows that. But I didn't know that you were obsessed with art, too. Is that new or what? No, no. I mean, art has played a big, big role in um, uh, in the Gabriel Log series from the beginning. I mean, he truly is one of the world's finest art restorers. And a number of the books have started in the art world and then branched into um, the rest, off into to counterterrorism or uh, you know. Gabriel's duels with Russian intelligence, or, or even the Iran nuclear program. That's a, a book called the Rembrandt Affair. It was it had its, its the story had its origins in the art world, um, and but this book is something that I've wanted to do for a very very long time. It it begins in the art world, and for the most part, it stays in the art world. And when we say that art world, we're talking about the dirty end of the art. Right. Um, uh, as you as you said in your introduction, Gabriel has retired from the Israeli uh, Secret Intelligence Service. He was the Director General of of, uh, of the office, as I call it. Um, as forecast a couple of books ago, he and his family settle in Venice. Gabriel is, um, resumes his career as an art restorer. Uh, he works for his wife, actually, um, who is the, who is the director or the, the general manager of the largest most important restoration company in Venice. Um, and in short order, uh, Gabriel is drawn into a, um, a search for quite probably the greatest art forger who ever lived. Um, and the twist of the story is that in order to find the greatest art forger who ever lived, Gabriel has to become the greatest art forger who ever lived. And it is a, a fast-paced, um, entertaining, at times uproariously funny journey through the dirty side of the art world. It's sort of a cross between the Thomas Crown Affair and the, and the Showtime program Billions. Um, and it deals with a, a question that a lot of people in the art world don't like to talk about. And that is exactly how many of those 
beautiful paintings that you see hanging in art galleries or hanging on the walls of museums, how many of those paintings are actually um, fakes and forgeries or paintings that have been misattributed over the, over the centuries? And I'm interested in hearing the reaction of the art community when <laughs> the word about this book started circulating. Well, I, I got... Um, I got uh, the wonderful reaction from my my expert readers who I turned to for for help. Um, I I did I did uh, get a suggestion that maybe I should keep a low profile if I go to the European Fine Arts Fair next year. Exactly. Um, because the 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 book, um, you know, I didn't I didn't I didn't name a a, a figure in, in the in the. Um, in the in the book, but it does suggest that that there are a lot of that, that forgery is a major problem in the art world, and that there are that there are uh, gobs and gobs of forgeries coursing through the bloodstream of the commercial art world, and that there are a lot of dirty art dealers out there who are more than willing to, to sell these things, um, and and that is uh, unfortunately that is indeed the case. Right, and the art market in this town has been booming. And it's, you know, you often hear people say, forget the market, I'm going into the art market. Yes, you do. And that is um, something that I, I, ground that I cover in this novel. I mean, look, the art market exploded in the 1980s, as you remember. Um, And back then there were very you know, super wealthy people who were buying up um, art and, and locking it away in bank vaults and things like that. But that, that has really accelerated uh, to the point where now um, art, unfortunately, and I mean that, uh, unfortunately, has become just another uh, yeah. asset class, just another um, 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 investment vehicle for a lot of people. And, and, and people are investing in art purely uh, for speculative reasons. And look, in, in, in the Geneva Freeport, which I've used in a couple of books, there are, there, there is, are, are an estimated one million paintings locked away in vaults inside the Geneva Freeport. One million paintings, perhaps 10,000 Picassos just sitting in darkened rooms in crates. Um, and if they're held by uh, um, uh, very rich people, they trade hands secretly. Um, they will never, many of them will never, ever be seen again. Um, many of them will never even hang on the walls of a, of a beautiful home. They're just locked away um, like gold bars. Um, I, I'm, I'm not naive. Um, money has made the art world go round from the beginning. If it wasn't for the financial support of the Medicis, for example, there wouldn't have been a Renaissance. If it wasn't for the financial support of the church, you know, masterpiece after masterpiece would not have been painted. But there really is, I think, something wrong with just investing in art for purely, purely uh, speculative uh, and financial reasons. It just rubs me the wrong way. I'm talking to Daniel Silva, the award-winning uh, New York Times best-selling author. I think this is the 25th novel. I could be wrong. 
It is. It is, a, it is the 25th novel. Uh, it is a milestone year for me. You know, when you think back of how you started, it's really fascinating the twists and turns your career has taken, sort of yeah, like yeah. Gabriel. Um, you know, I, I think that um, most people who have, in effect, two careers um, consider themselves lucky. And I, I definitely had two careers. The first half of my career, um, I, I was a journalist. Um, and then in my mid-30s, I, I was able to um, focus all my time uh, writing novels, which was what I always wanted to do. Um, so, yeah, I have, I'm a bit like Gabriel in that I, I definitely have two sides to my, my character. Um, fortunately, I am married to a journalist, so I didn't leave the news business uh, completely behind. Uh, most of my friends in, in, in Washington are, are journalists, but um, um, I, I, I did uh, move on to a second career in, in my mid-30s and, and never looked back. And I'm, I'm um, amazed that I was able to to make a go of it, and that I've published 25 books. I, I, I never thought I would write that many books. Right, and book number one, your first book, became a bestseller. What most of us would talk about is how did you know this stuff? I mean, I know you do extensive research, but as the world was falling apart, you were like a jump ahead, and how? You knew what was going on in Russia, in China. You knew the biggest crooks and spies before they even knew they were. <laughs> I, I guess, you know, I'm writing about an intelligence officer, and I sort of approached my work um, as though I were an intelligence officer. The worst thing that you can do in, in, in the spy business is to be taken by surprise. You're always have to look over the horizon. What's coming? What's the world going to be like um, one year from now, five years from now, 10 years from now? How do we plan? And, and that's how I went about my, my, um, my, my books. You know, I have, to, I have to start a book, in effect, you know, a year before it's published. Um, so it has to be um, timely. It, it has to be uh, of the moment, the worst thing a thriller can be is is out of date, and, and so it 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 forced me to to think ahead and to try to imagine well, what is the world going to be like when I publish this novel? Uh, and our times are 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 you know move at the speed of light, and news cycle changes, events are just coming at us. Like you know, I mean. Try, try to imagine what happened in the 20 years that Gabriel Lawn, 22 years that Gabriel Lawn has, has been a character. Um, I mean, 9-11, the financial crisis, the rise of Putin, the rise of, 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 of ISIS, um, the rise of the far right in, in Europe, and I would argue here in America. Um, you know, things of a global pandemic. I mean, monumental events. Um, and, you know, for better or worse, uh, the Gabriel Lawn tour uh, book has sort of served as a, I have chronicled those events for the last 20 years through my fiction. Right, but the thing is, you're describing these events and most of us had no clue 
and were shocked as event after event happened, but you knew, or you seemed to know, and you took us there with I, I him. Had a sense, I had a sense that, that, that things were going in this direction. I, I had a sense. Um, um, and, and I, 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 I planned accordingly and wrote accordingly. Um, I mean, I was the first person to write Vladimir Putin and, and Putinism as not a not an ally of the West or potential ally of the West, but I, it was clear to me what was really going on um, with Vladimir Putin and what he intended, and that 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 um, should be clear to everyone now that he has, has invaded Ukraine and killed innocent civilians and bombed shopping centers and apartment buildings. It's just. Um, he, he he he's engaged in an act that that make him among the most barbarous, awful people in 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 history. So now, what's going to happen? What's going to happen to Gabriel now that he's and he always was a painter and a restorer, but so serious about it. Yeah. Where are we going to follow him now? Well, I had always planned with Gabriel, this is the 22nd book, that this is where the story would end. Okay, after he finished his, his term as director general of, of Israeli intelligence, um, I wanted to put him back in an artistic context. Um, will he be drawn into operations and and and, and uh International intrigue, for lack of a better term, uh, geopolitics in the future, almost certainly. Um, but this book really is a series um, reset in a way. And if you, if you look at it carefully, I I retouched Gabriel a little bit. It's, it's a um, it's a t- it's a bit of a departure, but it's also a, a series reboot. And this is where how how the the um, the Alon series will progress. Yeah, well, that's what we're hoping. Please don't retire him. No, not yet, not yet. We're not ready for him to leave us yet. Neither am I. I'm really, I am, I am looking forward to, um, uh, to, the, to, the, to the series going forward. I have a number of, of books that I'd like to get to. Um, this is something that I've been wanting to write for about five years. I couldn't write it because of, because of, um, of the kind of work that Gabriel was doing at the time. I loved writing this book. Um, I love the reaction that I've gotten thus far to it. It, it, I, I, I laughed throughout the, the, uh, the writing process. It was so much fun to write. And, and I hope that comes through and people read it. It does. I love this book, Daniel Silva portrait of an unknown woman. And don't worry. Everything is going to be all right, but there's going to be <laughs> a lot more, a lot more excitement. And I'm still waiting for the television series. I, no, I don't know. I, but it, These it, go- um, it, to quote one of my favorite lines from the from the from the, the series Seinfeld: "Wheels are in motion, things are happening." And hopefully, by the time I, we talk next year, there'll be some more news on that front. Okay, I'm looking forward to it. 
Thank you, you. Danielle. All the best to you. You provided us with a great read, a whole new twist, and a new look at one of our favorite characters. Thank you so much. I appreciate that. We'll talk soon.